You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, coming to you from the road. I'm outside, so it cuts the echo, but it does hurt the sound quality a bit. For that, I apologize. Next to me, I've got David Weiss, Esquire. Buddy, how are you? Oh, I'm just, you know, doing great, Max. One day closer to football season. God, I need that to look forward to every fall. As we record this, uh, it's one day off as y'all are listening to this. We are exactly one month from Florida State football's foot hitting leather. That's super exciting, man. I'm pumped about it. I know you're pumped about it. I know Drake's pumped about it. Stacy's pumped. Holly's pumped. For those that don't know, that is a Starsky and Hutch reference. And if you don't, you haven't seen that movie, God, go please go watch it. Yeah, yeah. You got to get used to that quote a lot, folks. Anyway, we here at Locked on Seminoles right now, you got your favorite lawyer lobbyist duo. We love Florida State. We love talking. So we spend our evenings talking about Florida State to publish episodes five days a week to your podcast feed. If you don't already, make sure you follow us. Make sure you subscribe so you get those episodes bumped to the top of your queue every weekday morning. And if you're feeling crazy, maybe drop the guys a five-star review. Tell us why you keep coming back. We love you guys. This was our biggest week ever, which followed up our second, or at the time, biggest week ever last week, which followed up at the time, our biggest week ever the week before. So we're growing. We're not stopping. We're getting ready for the season, and we are so pumped to share it with y'all. We've had a really cool week. We've kind of taken y'all through the whole season. If you haven't gotten to listen to it, please do yourself a favor. Go back and get the full experience. Monday, we did the offensive depth chart. Tuesday, we got you the defensive depth chart. Wednesday, Drake and I previewed the Notre Dame game, talked about what we expect there. And then yesterday, we talked about what will the world look like on September 6th. Today, we're going to talk about leg one of the season. Dave, correct me if you feel differently, but to me, it's four real real buckets. There's the preseason, which is Notre Dame. That, to me, kind of stands on its own because that's going to set the tone for the season. Then there's leg one, which we'll talk about tonight. That's basically up to the UNC game. Then we've got the UNC game, which to me sort of, sort of stands on its own again because I think that's going to be a great midseason benchmark of, okay, has this team improved? Then we've got the meat grinder of Clemson, NC State, Miami, Boston College, and Florida. And then the fourth segment is going to be what happens in December with National Signing Day. Because there's so much momentum right now. This class is shaping up to be so big, so important to the future of this program. And it won't be real until those letters are signed. So we talked about it yesterday. What's life on September 6th look like? And regardless of outcome, we're going to have to play more football games. So we go out, we take on Georgia, we take on Jacksonville State, September 11th, 8 p.m. We follow that up with Wake Forest, we follow that up with Louisville, we follow that up with Syracuse, and then that takes us to the big October showdown at UNC. So Dave, let me ask you just point blank because we can't shy away from it. What makes you confident that this team is going to go out there and beat Wake, Louisville, and Syracuse, three teams that they've lost to? in the past two years, or they've lost to each one of them once in the past two years, Louisville in very embarrassing fashion, Wake Forest on that weird James Blackman refusing to dive, and Syracuse in 
Is it hyperbole to say utterly humiliating fashion two years ago? No, no, it's not. And if if the question is what makes me confident, this is probably a really bad answer, but it's that we're Florida State and these are teams we should beat. And and that hasn't been the case of late. But I don't think I'll ever get to a place in my fandom where I'm going to expect to lose to Wake. Louisville and Syracuse have had their ups and downs, but those are still two ACC teams that, again, we're, we should we should be better than, and I'm going to expect to beat them. It's funny you say that because, folks, if it's your first time here, you haven't heard this. If it's your hundredth, you've heard it way too many times. I will tell you point blank: we are fans first, people second, podcasters third. Meaning, I share Dave's feelings. I can never, never in my life will I look at a schedule for football and say, "Yeah, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Louisville." that's a stretch we should go one and two in, or that's a stretch that it'll be tough to win a game, or that's a stretch even it'll be tough to go two and one in, because I I just feel in my core, in my heart, we should win those three football games. And Dave, to answer my own question, and basically just, I guess, repeat what you said, it just feels different, doesn't it? Like, I don't know, what is it? Is it roster turnover? Is it just that we're lying to ourselves because we've been so depressed from the lack of football? But something about going into this year feels different than last year's team. If nothing else, we've identified what was wrong under Willie Taggart. And knowing what's wrong is kind of the first step to fixing it. I do want to point one thing out that is going to be important to remember. We are very excited about the momentum this team has generated. I think that's fair to say. But we need to remember that the momentum they're generating is in recruiting. Recruits aren't going to play this year. We have a top 10 class. I don't think that's what it is, but sure. Actually, yeah, it's not dissimilar, right? We're investing now for the future, but those kids aren't going to suit up this year. So we have to remember, like, there is no Travis Hunter on this team. There is no Sam McCall on this team. Folks, if you're pumped for the afternoon, but you're not pumped to have your stomach grumbling, well, you should grab a snack and fix that. And don't reach for something unhealthy. Don't grab, like, a Snickers or a Twix or whatever candy bar you may be after this, uh, this week or this month. Grab a Bilt Bar. It's got the same taste as that candy bar, but it only has 15 grams, or I'm sorry, it's got 18 grams of protein. It's got five grams of carbs, five grams of sugar. It's phenomenal. It's delicious. It's nutritious. It's Bilt Bar. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. Buy it now. Thank me later. So we've gotten our fandom out of the way. Let's, let's actually get into the capstone of leg two, if you will, that UNC game. As quick as I am to point out that we lost to Louisville by a ton of points last year, we did beat UNC last year. You think we do it again this year? I, I have some reason to feel good about this one again. You said yesterday after we, stopped, after we stopped recording that it may have been the worst thing that could have happened, beating UNC, because of the fact that it probably disillusioned a lot of the people on the team and in the program. But there's some facts playing in our favor here. First of all, we're coming off that schedule you just mentioned. We're coming off two straight home games, so it's not like it's some big, long road stretch. We're coming off Wake, Louisville, Syracuse. That's not the hardest slate going into a game that important. And UNC last year, and the reason we beat them, their defense was bad, like 70-something in the country bad. And if nothing else, I do expect this offense to be good this year. I do expect our quarterbacks to be able to put up big numbers on UNC. And I think we can win a shootout. I think that's right. I think if we beat that team, it's going to have to be in shootout fashion. 
I don't think our defense is going to beat anyone this year. We're just hoping they can slow people down enough that we can score more points than them. And I, I don't want to like repeat myself all year and have it just constantly be like, oh, well, the, you know, we got to score more points than them. Like, yeah, of course, Max, you have to score more points than the other team. But I just think that's the year we're shaping up for. I think we're going to have a pretty good secondary. I think our front seven is going to leave a lot to be desired in the box. But I think our our D line is going to be good enough where I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can have a sort of bend, don't break type defense. You know, if we can go from last year, giving up a lot of touchdowns to maybe just giving up a lot of field goals. And then next year we can start to, you know, get the ball back and force punts and things like that. But my expectations aren't that high this year. I'll admit, I don't know a ton about UNC's defense. I do know they bring Sam Howell back. I think, I don't know. I Maybe I'm biased. I think Sam Howell's overrated. There aren't really any great quarterbacks in the NCAA right now. Doesn't it kind of feel like national media is like desperate to crown someone this year? Like they, they, I feel like they need there to be great quarterbacks. And when it's years like this where like your best quarterbacks are probably realistically like Brock Purdy at Iowa State. Or, you know, DJ Oungalele, who we've literally seen play one game and he lost that game to Notre Dame, who when Trevor Lawrence was there, they were able to beat the brakes off of Notre Dame. Point being, I don't think Sam Howell's that good. I think he's the best of a very weak landscape of quarterbacks right now. And I think he gets a little overhyped for that. And I secondly, their running game is gone. They lost Surratt on the defensive side, so I can't imagine they have the same leadership there. If their defense is the same or worse than last year, I don't see why they're not declining and we're not improving. And we shouldn't, frankly, expect to beat this team this year. We have a better team. Their team might be declining. I hope. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I'm going to stick with that narrative because, well, this isn't live and y'all can't check me as I'm saying it. We could beat them up in uh, up in Chapel Hill. So I don't know. That would be a hell of a way to end leg two. Yeah. And look, we were really, we were so bad last year that like some improvement to the means has to be in the works and like UNC I mean UNC is not a football school and I don't think they're ever going to be they were way better last year than I would have ever imagined so I gotta imagine there's some regression of the mean coming but to add some context do you know who we play after UNC I do know who we play but why don't you tell us we play a bye week which last year wasn't very good to us but do you know who UNC plays after they play us I actually do not have their schedule up. I don't know. They play Miami. That is a tough stretch of two games as much as I think Miami is going to suck. That's a tough stretch. I honestly feel like we have a better chance to beat North Carolina than Notre Dame because North Carolina, again, we beat them last year. Again, they lose a significant portion of their offensive production. They lose their main leader on defense. And it's not like last year. They were this incredible team. I mean, they ended up being 8-4. and four. They got obliterated by Texas A&M in the Orange Bowl. They lost to Notre Dame by, what, 15 points. They lost to UVA in an absolute shootout. And they lost to us, a team that, frankly, in every measurable metric, they should have beaten. I, I also think we have a better chance to beat UNC. I, I think we're more positioned to win a shootout than to stop anybody on defense or, or than to play a close game against Notre Dame. I just think we're more likely to win that shootout. but. I will say, ACC, uh, for, for once, they screwed someone over worse than us. UNC, after Miami, has a bye week, and then they play Notre Dame. What the hell of a three-game stretch is that? A tough one. Dude, UNC's defense was atrocious last year. I'm just looking at points, which is like, I know those can be deceptive, but they beat Wake Forest 59-53. 
they beat they lost to Virginia 44-41. They let us score 31 points. I don't think we scored 31 points on anyone. They beat Virginia Tech 56-45. Like gosh, guys, get a stop. But anyway, let's move on. Hey, so we got a listener question. We don't get too many of those because we don't really have a forum. It's kind of just what comes to us. But some of you guys uh, have reached out to me on Instagram, which is fine if you want to see pictures of my life. Some of you guys like to hit us on Twitter. This one comes from Jason on Instagram. Max, I was listening. I had a question. Thanks, Jason. Which position would you rather be in right now? Would you rather be Florida coming off of eight wins, but have a goofy head coach and no recruiting momentum or be us coming off of three wins, but having a ton of preseason momentum. Uh, uh, all right. First of all, I want to say something, guys, if you're going to send us questions, and it's going to be a, would you rather don't make them two things that are actually in existence. Give me a good, would, would you rather like, you know, you know, the kind I'm talking about. Yeah. Those are, those are great. No, but I look, I think it's a good question. Um, I'm going to assume it wasn't typed out, but let's, let's assume, let's, I'm assuming we're not asking, would we rather be Florida? It's just in the same position where, you know, they've won nine games, then they were able to win eight games and they look like they're able to put it together on the field or us that looks like they can't put anything together on the field. But in the off season, if you didn't know our records from last year, you would think we were the eight win team and they were like the three win team. It, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my answer. It has got to be so frustrating as a Florida fan to look at what they've done on the field and then look at the recruiting rankings and, and say to yourself, what in the hell could possibly be going on that everyone is recruiting better than us? That Florida State who hasn't won shit in three Well, except, my, except Miami. Miami's well, not. except Miami. But that said, we, what do we keep saying? We keep saying we got to win games on the field or this isn't going to matter, right? Well, if nothing else, I'd rather be in the position where you've been winning games on the field Oh, just about every time, without exception. So I'd rather be in the position of having just one nine and eight games. Yeah, that's easy for me. I do appreciate the jab at Dan Mullen, Jason. Thank you for that. That always makes me smile. I don't know if it's him being goofy as much as I just don't think he's a program builder. I think if, if you had to pick a head coach, I would much rather have Mike Norvell right now than have Dan Mullen. I, I just, I don't think he doesn't seem to have the attention to detail that Norvell has. And when he tries to have the attention to detail, it isn't good details he puts in there. Like literally that weird barbecue thing they had, they called them relationship ribs. Like if you're going to take the time to name your dishes, something that has a message deeper than what is in the dish or where the dish originates from, don't call them relationship ribs. Like that is just, that might get you beat up at a lot of high schools if you called something that. But I I think I almost would rather have the wins on the field kind of for the same reason you said, Dave. I, I think it's I would feel more confident with an, coming off an eight-win season thinking, okay, well, all we got to do is produce on the field and kids will start to sign with us. And I'd be saying, well, you have just won three games, so there's no way half those kids are signing there. Now, that's in theory. I think in practice, when you look at if it were the exact same scenario reversed, you look at the dismissals Florida's had from their team, you look at the strife that they've pretty publicly had among leadership there. I, I think they're in a bit of a decline. And I, I think I'd rather be sitting where we're sitting because we can literally only go up from here. Like we cannot possibly get worse. And I, I hope I don't have to eat those words. I mean, dude, we had to, 
we almost like Jacksonville State was beating us after a quarter last year and we won three games while losing to Louisville and Pitt by a combined 65 points. I literally don't think it can get worse. I, I hear you. It's not that I take issue with. It's anytime somebody says I'd rather be in the position of the three win team than the eight or nine win team at that. Dude, that comes off as so disingenuous. Yeah, I don't know. If I if if I if we were in the twenties and we just won eight games, and it's like we're playing the SEC that just got that new announcement of Texas and Oklahoma, I'm thinking all we gotta do is win eight or nine games this year. If we beat Florida State, we're probably gonna lock in a top fifteen class. But then they also have the flight risk of Dan Mullen. Like I at least we feel like Norvell's gonna be here for a while. Like Dan Mullen last year pretty publicly flirted with the NFL. The, do you think, like, would you even feel confident he's going to be here on National Signing Day? If I'm a Florida fan, I'm praying he's not going to be here on National Signing Day. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. Now, I, I appreciate the question, folks. If you ever, we don't really do a listener question segment, but if you ever want to hit us up on Twitter, at MaxMoody17, at Knowles Anonymous, feel free to ask us stuff. You can, I'm not going to give you my Instagram, but if you want to track me down, by all means, I'm, I'm not hard to find. Dave is a bit of a ghost on social media. And speaking of being ghosts, that is what we are about to do. We are going to log off, sign off, enjoy our Fridays, as we hope all of you do. And we will see you all back here bright and early on Monday. Thank you for listening. Have a phenomenal weekend. I'm Max. That was Dave. And this was Locked on Seminoles. Oh, no, baby. Nice little quick Friday episode.